The Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. And we're back. Oh, I guess we didn't really leave. This is a new episode. I just like saying that. It makes me feel like a radio person. Yeah, welcome back. So, yeah, welcome back. We're actually, we didn't we didn't give our location last time. We're at uh, Worship Ministry Catalyst Studios West. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> it's interesting because, yeah, I, I guess this would be West compared to where we normally are. Yeah. But the, so we're in my office. Normally, normally we're in David's garage. Yes. Um, but David lives uh, east of Vancouver, which is Washougal. If you know the geography, the Shug. The Shug. Mm-hmm. So David lives in Washougal, uh, which is about fifteen minutes east of of Vancouver. Now our church, Laurelwood, where and where I live, because I live close to the church here, we are actually considered East Vancouver because we're about as far east uh, in the city. If you go just like a few blocks east of here, you're technically in Camas. Mm-hmm. And then after Camas is Washougal. That's mm-hmm. the next city. So anyway, it's just interesting to hear you say we're in the West location because every time anyone ever refers to our location, like here at Laurelwood, it's always East. Mm-hmm. We're, we're Vancouver East. We're East Vancouver. We're the East side. Everything's East. Well, even people will say East Clark County when they're talking about here. Yeah. They're like, we're way further East than Clark County. Is that, is that still technically considered uh, Clark County? Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. So anyway, so we have, um, we have the, the West campus apparently, which is, <laughs> which is <laughs> where we are in, in my office. And uh, typically, we'll go to your garage, which I guess we'll. But we're bar- I'm borrowing somebody's. Uh, yeah, why don't you talk about this thing? Because this, this thing little, is really uh, this thing's really cool. It's a Zoom H4n handy recorder, and it is extremely handy. <laughs> I do have to say, <laughs> it lives up to its name. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's got it's got stereo mics on it, really high quality mics. I took it to record some kids at a school and was very impressed with the quality I got out of those mics. It's also got two XLR slash TRS jacks on it. And um, you can, so you can plug in some mics or even an instrument like a, a guitar cable. You, know, right. you can plug that in here and record. And yeah, it's it's just really quick, um, really great quality. Lots of controls and functionality. You can use it now, as now a, you said that there's even like a, there, there's a tuner in it. Yeah, there's a guitar tuner, a metronome. There's a metronome. You can you can hook it up to your computer through USB and use it as an audio interface to record on your computer. And, and the whole the whole thing records onto an SD card, so you just plug that into your card reader, and it and you can actually change the format from wave to MP3 mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah, we're recording in wave right now, and it's got a 16 gig card card in it. And uh, it still has 24 hours and 28 minutes left on the card. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so 
we could record for literally 24 more hours. <laughs> wow. Let's do Let's yeah. do a marathon. Dude, we should do that for our hundredth episode. <laughs> Let, let's do a podcast marathon recording. Who's done? Session. I bet nobody's really done that. A 24 hour podcast. Yeah. We I should think, do that. I think you lose some viewers after a while. I don't know. Not if you planned it out like a telethon. You oh, have like guests come and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we need to get like the obligatory shot of everyone by the phones. Like, yeah. Yeah. answering the phones and, and have people call in live and then put them on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. 24 full Sweet. hours. Sweet. Sweet. Like, Maybe not. like once a year, um, they, they do some big telethon, like the Jerry Lewis, uh, or maybe it's not Jerry Lewis. No, not Jerry Lewis. Uh, there's some, there's some big thing that they do like every year. It's like this big telethon to raise money for, something maybe st jude's children's hospital i don't know i'm just always annoyed because it's like i want something else other than that on Which the air i am i am so glad that the blazers lost oh because <laughs> you're so tired annoyed. of everything getting yeah, preempted getting preempted for the blazers who everyone knew wasn't gonna win hey like, even blazers hey, fans hey they knew. had a shot stop they didn't have, they, stop they lost four to two man there's they didn't have a shot no they against Dallas. Yeah. Dallas who is clobbering the Lakers right now in the fi- in the playoffs. Okay, well li- listen, listen, all right. I'm not a huge Blazer fan, but I feel I feel like obliged to to be a Blazer fan, or I feel like I at least owe it to them, you know, to, to stick up for them. Why do you I, owe them anything? I, I don't know. Cause they're the only, they're the only basketball team in the Northwest. So, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a worldwide culture now. Yes. You know, we don't have, we're not strapped down to teams here in the Northwest <laughs> anymore. Well, regardless, regardless, I feel like, I, you know, I feel like I need to give them my support. You know, I, I think Good they had, you. they had a legitimate shot. All right. Game five, game five was obviously they, they lost, you know, it was, it was a bad game. Game six, like the worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> game six, they could have won. They could have won game six. They just fell apart at the end, which happens. Didn't they lose by like 40 or 50 points in game five or something like no, that? No, not 40. 60? No, stop. You're just being mean. It was like 120 no. to 60. <laughs> You're just being mean. No, like I think at one point in the game, they were down by 30. But by the end of the game, they brought it down to 12. So, you know. All right. Well, anyway, I'm glad they're done because we missed, well, we missed like significant episodes of The Office Yeah, because of that. But they aired them the next day. See, they don't always do that. Right. With other, you know, like throughout the regular season, like they won't air them later. Like, I think they should air them right after, you know, forget the news. (laughs) Seriously. Who's going to watch? What's, what's going to have higher ratings, The Office or the news? It's true. Yeah. Office. So... So yeah. well, okay. So so both Thursday nights when there was Blazer games, uh, both Thursday nights they aired The Office. Uh, the the following day at like ten thirty. Yeah, but by then with with Twitter and Facebook, there's so much potential to have spoiler because it's a huge show. Spoiler alert! And it's a huge audience, and everyone is going to you know talk about it on Facebook. You have to totally avoid everything. Yeah. For twenty four hours until you get to watch it. Right. Well, you know, and that's not as bad. Uh, like at least it's at least it's like a comedy show where you know it's it's not like there's a whole lot of spoilers. Whereas like a reality show, we were talking about reality TV last episode. Reality show that's where it gets dangerous because someone gets voted off. All it takes is one you know one 
one uh, Twitter update, one you know looking mm-hmm. looking on uh, on the the wrong website. Might as well not watch the show. Might as well not watch yeah. the show. So I hear you on that. But th- these were two huge episodes of the Office. Michael's last. Michael's last yeah. two episodes. Yeah. And you didn't get to watch them until later. It's true. It's they, true. They totally ripped us off. Well, of, of that experience with the Office community. Well, but the Blazer the world. game was pretty exciting. Come on. Come I on. Know, I didn't watch it. So. Oh, you didn't even watch it. <laughs> no. David. No. David. I don't like the Blazers. Not at all? No. Okay, so if you if you had to choose a professional sports basketball team. I don't really like basketball. Or a professional basketball team. So you don't you don't when I for a while I rooted for the Sacramento Kings. Really? I, That's I was random. born in Carmichael, California, I which I is Sacramento that. Sacramento. Okay. So like, you know, I decided, you know, back in high school I was gonna root for them because that's where I was born, you know, just kinda abstractly decided that and but they're not any good anymore so if they get good again i might start rooting for them if the blazers were good you would root for them i would root for them well okay so they they could have won game six all right it it was close if they they had won game seven if they had won game seven all right they'd be playing the lakers now would you be rooting for them it's the lakers yeah i don't nobody likes yeah well unless you're in la unless you're like um, jack nicholas or but see, everyone knew there's no way they were going to make it all the way to the finals this year. Well, because yeah. you know they didn't have Brandon Roy until just now, and yeah. you know that one game. But like, oh yeah, the game four, game yeah. four comeback of the century that was unbelievable. All right, so you got to get you got to get the Blazers credit for that. Okay, game four, fine. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if the, you know, if you had Brandon Roy, if you had Greg Oden, who was actually healthy and able to play and doing yeah. well. And you had this, you know, rock solid team with rock solid, you know, depth on the bench. Then I would be, you know, I'd be ready to root. I just, I, I knew they had no way. They didn't have, they didn't have the team to pull it off this year. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's I, I, I always, I always try to remain optimistic, and you know, yeah, th- this year, this year I you was. You can hope for sunshine all you want, but we live in the Northwest. <laughs> hey, it was, it was shining just like ten <laughs> minutes ago. The sun was actually out for like. A few minutes. It was beautiful. I mean, there's hope and there's reality. No, That's all I'm saying. Stop. Here we go. Here we go. But, um, well, I, I tend to remain optimistic because... I have two TV ideas I have to get off my chest. Here we go. Go. One, I think um, I think you ought to be able to choose when you watch TV shows because, you know... Like, like on demand? Don't yeah, they already have that? Should, well, it should be, but it should be on demand immediately. Like, so let's say you want to air the, the... They want to air the episode at 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah. It's on demand then, so anyone in the rest of the country can watch it at like that at five. Time. Yeah, because we're like American Idol. So if you want, right. if you don't want to have the the final show ruined, you should be able to watch it at the same time as the people, just like they do with college football, right? And and, and other football, you should be able to watch it live, like live, because I mean, it's going to get ruined by Facebook and stuff like that. So, so I think they ought to they ought to make it on demand immediately. The other thing, and this is a really good idea, and I should copyright this. Wow, go or patent it go. or something. Go. Somebody, um, somebody listening to this podcast is going to take the idea and run with it, and they're going to make a million dollars off of it, and I'm going to regret it in a couple of years. But um, when when there's nothing on TV, so let's say let's say you're at home like I am a lot right now, and there's nothing on TV in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't want to watch Doctor Phil. I don't want to watch Oprah or Ellen or the Doctor Oz show or whatever. You know. <laughs> I, all the all the daytime TV. Yeah, I shows. think I think with your set top box, you should be able to to program it. Like you should be able to enter a mode called the nothing's on mode. <laughs> you, you enter that mode on your on your TV tuner box, right? 
And then before that, you've went in, you've gone in and programmed any show that you like to watch. So like like for me, it would be Friends, The Office, um, maybe Everybody Loves Raymond. So your favorite shows, yeah, you, pro- you program. You just go and you list them all. Yep. And so when you're in Nothing's On mode, then the TV goes through an order of priority what your favorites are from top to bottom. If if one of those shows is on, it just it finds that on the on the tuner and turns it on for you. Boom. Boom. If if that's not on, it goes to the next one until it finds something you like. Boom. Isn't that a good idea? So it's just like a, it's like a one button feature. You you push the button and then all of a sudden your favorite shows are on. Yeah. But what if none of your favorite shows are on? Well, then you just turn the TV off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But isn't that a good idea? Yeah. Well, you know, I That's think a good it, feature. I think it has potential. Um, I mean, they have similar stuff, but not not the one button thing. Yeah. You just you just hinder, you you hit it. Nothing's on mode. And it searches it, and it searches for your shows yeah. you like that are that are in syndication. That, Seinfeld, you know. I mean, yeah, that's whose cool. whose line is it anyway? That's cool. That kind of stuff. Find, finding like presetting what your favorite shows are. Yeah, Dallas. It's it, <laughs> love it. Love <laughs> Dallas. Well, yeah. If you're listening to this and and you you we feel really do <laughs> talk about more than TV. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> just the last two episodes. Well, even. It's, it's that time of year when everything you know happens on TV. Yeah, because uh, you know everything's coming. May to an sweeps end. and yeah, it's uh, you know basketball and everything. You know, it's it's big time. Of it t- is. Oh, speaking of TV. TV, and then I promise we'll stop talking about <laughs> TV. No, I can't believe we didn't talk about this last episode. So we were talking about you know preempting things. So Sunday night, I'm getting ready to watch Amazing oh, Race, yeah. and only to find the president speaking about how Osama bin Laden's been I don't killed. Um, I'm going to be one of those conspiracy theorists and, until I have You have to evidence. see the body. You're like Thomas. You have to put your fingers no, in the side. No, I'm not being like Thomas. I just think it's all too convenient. The whole thing is too convenient. That he's... Well, I mean, because I know there's this big controversy over whether to release photos of, of the corpse or... That's not going to do any good. With I could I could make... A, through with Photoshop, I could make a convincing picture <laughs> that looked like Osama bin Laden had been shot in the face. <laughs> I could do it. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for me to do to yeah. make it to make a picture that I could release to people that looks like he's been shot in the face. So okay, and I'm an amateur. And there are people out there who do way more <laughs> better stuff than all I right, do. All right, so conspiracy theorists. All right, so picture's not going to do any good. So what what would convince you? Well, there's nothing to convince anymore. They've 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 conveniently gotten rid of everything that would actually convince someone. So okay, first of all. I just got to ask because I think I'm on the other side. Like I'm like, Oh wow. Cool. You know, like if we actually did get him, I think it's great. Sure. But why, well, what advantage would America have to well, it's claim- not America? It's just our, uh, the reelection. Oh, is that what you think this is about? Yeah, He started running for reelection like two months ago. And then they got bin Laden. Yeah. And so, so all of a sudden now, you know, two years out from reelection, he's got this huge thing that he can run on. That's, you know, my predecessor wasn't able to capture him, but I captured him. Do you want to go back to somebody who couldn't capture, or do you want to stick with me who captured Osama bin Laden? <laughs> David, you are a I conspiracy theorist. You, I guarantee you, you'll hear that well, through the entire campaign. Wow. Well, guarantee it. I don't know about that, David. You will. I'm not sure. So, so you're basically saying that there's hundreds of people who are lying you know, who are in on this lie. Well, hundreds of people lie all the time. It's politics. But this is like, uh, I mean, this is like, this isn't just a lie. This, this is like a national, 
this is like a monumental national watershed moment. You're saying that 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 all these hundreds of people got together to lie just so that the Obama isn't could be awful, reelected. Yeah, isn't it awful convenient <laughs> that his body had to be you know buried at sea twelve hours after they killed him, so that so that literally no one else who might you know want to double check anything could double check anything. That's pretty convenient. I mean. <laughs> If, if you, you are a conspiracy theorist. So, so that's convenient. Um, it's also, you know, the DNA thing that doesn't hold any sway with me because we've been tracking the guy for 10 years. At some point in time, we should have come across something that had his DNA on it. So, you know, we, we've got to have his DNA, you know, for a long time anyway. So that doesn't really hold any sway. Um, and then, you know, I was watching, I was watching the news on Sunday night when, when they were talking about it and they were, and they were saying, I was watching the scroll on the bottom and they said uh, there are details surfacing now about a video that Osama bin Laden taped prior to his death, and it's making its way through um, Islamic media circles and is expected to surface, you know, in mainstream media in the next couple of months. So I'm like, they've already got this this explanation for a video. You know, if he's still alive and actually releases a video in a couple of months, they've already explained that. Well, he recorded this before he died. So, um, wow. so there's no, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't pay any attention to that. Well, okay. So, I, I mean, uh, if I'm Osama bin Laden and, and someone makes concocts this big thing about how I'm dead, um, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is say, no, I'm, I'm not Maybe. dead. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, terrorize people to show them that I'm alive. So, I mean, you would expect that to happen, right? Maybe, but but he's also he's also a military man, and and could possibly understand that you know his his being believed to be dead could be a great asset to his cause. Wow! So, do you believe Elvis is alive still? No. Okay, all right, just checking. <laughs> no, I you know I believe we I believe we landed on the moon. I believe JFK Good. was shot. Okay. I believe that the twin towers were hit by planes. Wow. So just, okay, so so you you believe some of the the the, the big ones? You believe? Yeah. Okay. I just I just think this was awful convenient. Awfully convenient. Well, we'll see. Yeah. There, you know, they're doing a sixty minutes uh, episode on it. You should you should watch sixty minutes. <laughs> isn't, isn't isn't sixty minutes owned by the White House? <laughs> <laughs> by the Democratic Party? Oh, you're killing me! You're okay, killing we shouldn't me. go too far in politics. All right, here we know. go. Let's get back to Easter. Easter. <laughs> something we agree on <laughs> yeah so something we are, we know we know something about easter yeah. so so last episode we shared what um what we did easter uh I, i'm i'm interested to talk about kind of the, the the planning and the prep work um so like me for example i i i put a lot of time you know into the service and and a lot of planning and you know we were joking around last episode how uh you know typically i'm i'm not that creative of a person you know i disagree uh, i just well, wanted to let you know okay thanks um but for this easter sunday um, I, I came up with, I thought, a couple of really good ideas doing this like video, this baptism video, um, kind of this live artwork thing. So there's there some cool things, um, put a lot of work into... By the way, real quick, the live yeah. artwork thing. We yeah. had When I was going to Indiana Wesleyan, we had a guy come to one of our chapel services. I can't remember his name. I'd have to search for it and see if I could find him. But he did this huge, it was like, it was like a, a 12 foot wide by 8 foot tall mural chalk wow. painting. And 
and he did it all during chapel in about 45 minutes. Wow, by himself? By himself. And and it was and the actual process of him doing it was very artistic as well. I mean, like he was practicing, you know, they had music playing and he was practically dancing around, you know, he had like choreography where he, you know, he's, when he would make a, a, a brush stroke with a chalk, it wouldn't just be a thing. He would make a great big gesture with it. Yeah. Like jump, you know, doing all this stuff and, and he would do detail and it ended up being a really detailed, really cool thing. Wow. So, nice. but I know that, I know that it was a, somebody they paid to come do that. So right. if the church is interested in that, they can find somebody like that. Yeah. He's out there. He's out there. So anyway. So artwork, uh, a couple creative ideas, but, um, yeah, I put a lot of work into it, a lot of thought into it, a lot of planning. Um, you know, I started, I mean, literally I started, you know, probably, Shortly after Christmas, uh, January, you know, mid-January, maybe February, um, you know, started by just kind of putting together lots of of uh, different ideas for songs, uh, Easter songs that that I had heard or kind of new stuff. Like I I I'd, uh, listened to that Matt Marr CD we talked about last episode, and uh, several great songs on that CD that I saw potential in. Um, and you know, interestingly enough, I I don't know if you agree with this, David, but um, I find it way easier to find good songs for Easter than for Christmas. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I think the approach is different. I think that's, you know, like for, for instance, um, well, for one, we sing about Jesus all year long. Yeah. Like, you know, death and even victory over death and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean? So, so I think that's more... And and there are more songwriters now, especially writing like specific Easter songs, like Christ is Risen, right? Which hasn't happened for a while, and I'm really happy to see. You know what I mean? There yeah. there was kind of a drought there for a long time where there weren't really many new Easter songs. They were all everyone was writing generic worship stuff, not anything specific. So, mm-hmm. um, but I you know I th- I think the approach is different for both. Like for for at least for me for our church for Easter, we want to be like all like wham bam rock and hard, you know. You know, lively, lots of energy, powerful, you know, really, you know, big stuff. Yeah. Where Christmas isn't necessarily that way. Hmm. And so, like, uh, there are churches that do take that approach with Christmas. And so I imagine they have a harder time finding that style, that kind of music for Christmas. But for me, Christmas isn't that, you know, Christmas is a time of year where I think we've talked about this before, but I think people are more willing to accept different styles of music because they're familiar with the songs like silent night and joy to the world stuff. So true. So like if you, if you go in and just play with a piano joy to the world, a lot of people would be okay with that. Even non-church people, because they've heard that. Hmm. You know what I mean? But, but on Easter it's different because people aren't going to have heard the Easter songs unless they know church people. So, um, so I think there has to be a little more flash with it. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. So anyway, all that's all. What I was getting at was I, I found while I, while I was planning songs, I found just a lot of great songs and I was really excited because I, I got this list of like 30 or 40 different songs. Um, and then I, I took some time. I, I took a, a, a day uh, where I just spent that day like like reading through the Gospels, um, Gospel accounts of Jesus' death, uh, just praying, reading some other material and just kind of centering in on this idea of... of um, 
of our life in Christ and, and the life that we have in Christ. And I was reading scripture like Romans 5 and Ephesians 2 and 1 Corinthians 15 and, and a lot of these scriptures that talk about the life that we have in Jesus Christ. And so out of that, I started framing kind of the, this picture of, of this joyful moment you know like you were talking about that song happy day and and that that first verse the greatest day in history death has beaten you have rescued me singing out jesus is alive and 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 that kind of that kind of vibe you know where where we're thinking about like this this monumental day because really what separates christianity from from all other religions is the fact that we have uh we worship a living god you know that that we focus on on the the life the living the uh his, his life that our life is is in his life and so anyway out of victory. that the victory oh victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> we didn't do that song. We've done that before here. Have you? Yeah, we have. Uh, Wait, I haven't done that song in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been a few years. I like to, uh, every now and then I like to do some, like, southern gospel kind of bluegrass type things, mm-hmm. and you get, like, the double snare to... A banjo player? No, I wish I had a banjo player. Wouldn't that be great? Accordion, steel <sighs> guitar, slide guitar, whatever you call that thingy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but but we do get Austin. He gets his brushes, you know, and and uh, and starts doing like the you know the mm-hmm. the double double snare thing, and and uh, it's fun. Anyway, so that that's kind of how I I started working on the the music, and then we put together our our service from there. So, what what did you do? Planning prep. I just waited until the senior pastor gave me kind of the idea for the sermon, and then went around that. We had we had some songs that had been cut in previous years that I wanted to do. So like my savior lives was one of those that I wanted to we do. We did that one last year. Yeah. I wanted to do it last year and we cut it. So, cut it. Um, That's a great song. So we did it this year. Did you do like that little yep. guitar intro? Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you, you actually have a guy who can play that mm-hmm. man? And actually I doubled it on the piano too. Yeah. I like doubling those kind of things as yeah. whatever possible. You know, I too. we did that song last year, and I'd worked with James, uh, trying to trying to play that guitar, that little lead line, and he eventually got it, but it doesn't sound nearly as good as on the CD. Right. Like you listen to the CD, you know, it starts off with that snare, shoo, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, that you know, mm-hmm. it just sounds so like big and full yeah. and huge, and you know, like. Yeah, I ended up playing it with James. Same thing because I it just didn't sound that. that well, big. it was on the loop too. It was so uh, it was like tripled. Oh, sweet! So, but I think I think those kind of things. It's good to to fill those out. It's better to have it in your face than have it lost. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> so, my savior lives. Um, but you know, yeah, I had I. I really wanted to focus a lot on the resurrection. Yeah. It seems like some, some Easter's, you know, we'll do a couple of songs about the resurrection. Then we might do some songs about the cross and, and spend more time there. But, and we did that for a couple of songs, but I wanted the bulk of what we did to actually be focused on resurrection and celebrating that. Cause that's a pretty important, like you were saying, pretty right. important part of the day. Right. So, right. So that's why I picked some of those songs that would really help, uh, exuberantly, illustrate that cool so but. cool so so post easter i mean uh what by the way it's still easter uh 
according to the church year. Oh, like the season of Lent, you mean? That's still the yeah, still Easter until Pentecost. Well, so there there's st- you still have four or five more weeks to play okay. Easter songs. Well, sorry, let, let me rephrase my statement, David. <laughs> so coming off of Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. which is the first Sunday after the first full moon uh, after the uh, spring equinox. After our, a really long time this year. I know, Easter was late, <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Easter one week and now it's Mother's Day. I know. Well, it's crazy because if you remember two years ago, it was way early. It was like in March. It mm-hmm. was it was it was like the third week of March, you know. Right. And then here we are is the fourth week of, of April. Um, I think this is the latest it can ever be. About that, I think I think it can go like one day later. Because um, yeah, again, it's all it's all based on the the first the full moon, you know. Mm-hmm. So whenever that first full moon is, it's that first Sunday after the first full moon. Uh, so um, you know, spring starts on. Was it March 23rd or 20th or 21st? Okay. So yeah, so spring starts there. So the earliest it could possibly be is like the 21st or 22nd. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but the latest, cause, cause a full moon, a full moon is like, it's every, isn't it every five weeks is a full moon or something like that. Every 34 days or something. Sure. Whatever. Anyway. So yeah. So, you know, you think about, you think about when the full moon is, how long a full moon takes and that's how late it could possibly uh so theoretically the full moon could be on a monday and then you'd have to do that first sunday so you could do the 34 days plus another six days and we're mm-hmm. talking 40 days after spring so did you ever do a sunrise service growing up at your church no never did that so we had sunrise service all the time my whole growing up years we had sunrise service six thirty on sunday morning my Ooh. dad was the Ooh. was the music pastor so we'd have to be there by six yep um the worst was when it happened on time change weekend when that was the same as Easter. Uh, so you five thirty. So you so we're, and our church was a half an hour away, so we had to leave by five thirty. Uh, so we got up at five. But one on those time change weekends, it, like it was like four o'clock. We're getting up at four o'clock, and then for us it was a whole day thing because we'd have sunrise service, uh, then we'd have a pancake breakfast, then we'd yeah. have Sunday school and church. Yeah. And then we'd always do our Easter cantata that night. Uh, so we'd be there all day from like, you know, from 4.30 so, or 5.30 until like 10 o'clock at night. So by the time the evening's yeah. over, even up for like 18 yeah. hours, you're just like exhausted. But it was, you know, it was an event. You know what I mean? Wow. It wasn't just a service. It was an all day event. Wow. Which it, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Thinking back on it, there are some good memories of sleeping in pews and stuff. <laughs> Just crashing, (laughs) just falling asleep. So, all right. So, get back to my question. Mm -hmm. Post Easter Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, what I mean, you know, how how are things? How have things been? Because I I know, you know, a lot of times after that Easter Sunday, it's hard to kind of get motivated to get back into, you know, planning your services, and you put a lot of energy into that one Sunday, and then you're like, oh. So I didn't feel like um, we were going to be able to pull off a great weekend the weekend after Easter. So that's why we had a band come in. Ah, that's right. You yeah. talked about that on mm-hmm. a previous episode. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a group in. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, I think I, for me, it was better to bring a group in and make sure you had really good quality music and with people who played the songs a few times and knew it really well, you know, instead of trying to put together an entirely different group and right. Right. So, because you do put a lot of time and energy and effort in Easter, it's really hard to turn around that next week and do the same thing. Right. So that's what we did. Now with now this week, you know, we're doing our own band. But yep. 
So, um, I, I highly recommend it if at all possible. And you know, yeah. there are a lot of worship bands around. Chances are you, any church can find a worship band in their community, mm-hmm. especially if there's a new worship band that's forming that's just looking for a place to play. Yeah. Where you can get them for cheap or next to nothing or nothing. Or or nothing. Yeah. Even and better. They just want a place to play sometime and yeah. get some exposure, you know, so. And they, you know, they, they may only have 12 or 15 songs that they know, but that's enough for one weekend. Right. And they've only worked those 12 or 15, so it's going to be better than than our bands who work on hundreds of songs, you know, have to right. play those all throughout the year. So I highly recommend it. Huh. Even if you're full time, I recommend it. Cool. <laughs> well, there you go. Sage advice from David Lindner. You? Yeah. You know, for, for me, um, I, I didn't have a band after Easter, but, um, I mean, there, there definitely was this kind of sense of like, oh, you know, Easter's over. But then you're like, oh, wow. You know, the next Sunday we had communion. Uh, so, so planning some of that. But no, it was actually really good. We took, we actually took a couple of the songs that we did for Easter. We did them again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both, both as a way of, of kind of, uh, can keeping those songs in people's minds and in their hearts. And, you know, cause we, we did a lot of newer songs. And so, you know, this was a great way to like keep, keep those songs fresh and alive, but also we already knew the songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they were familiar. So that, you know, that, that was good. That was helpful. That's a good idea. You know, to have the same band come back and do songs, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't the exact same band, but it was enough people like our mm-hmm. drummer, um, uh, our drummer, uh, Angie sang, um, Angie did guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our electric, no, not our electric player. Maybe that was just it, me. Well, it, it worked. Well, that'd be a good time of year. Like if you did that, if you kept the same band yep, and had them all come back and do some of the songs again, maybe add one or two different songs, but it's still Easter. It's a good, you know, keep celebrating Easter. Yeah. But during that week, you could rehearse the band for the next week. There you go. And kind of get ahead for the year. There you go. If you stayed on that track, you'd be a week get, ahead. Get a week ahead. Get the, get the cycle going mm-hmm. early. Boom. So anyway, it, it's it's been good, and and you know now we're we're kind of uh, you know getting into our our rhythm and into our groove, and so until summer comes, summer comes. Yeah, although we don't have the same problem that you guys have, because I know a lot of people go on mm-hmm. like like month long vacations or something at your yeah. church. We, I'm having a problem. Not this weekend, but next weekend, it's men's retreat, and uh, one of our guys is leading worship, and he's like taking off yeah. <laughs> half the worship. You're like, I need these guys. Like, so, so I'm having a hard time putting together a group for that week. We should talk. We should talk about that some episode. What what to do when uh, when your worship team, you know, uh, like leaves? Yeah, to do a retreat. Well, see, and that's the thing. You know, if we had a plan in place, it would be a good time to train people who aren't ready for, you know weekend worship so like we have some people who want to do worship that aren't quite ready to sing up on stage yeah. you know some stuff like that and so if you had a list of those people that would be a great opportunity to get you know to work with them and build them up a little bit and get yeah. them some training in a low-key environment where it's not going to risk them as much or you know cost you as much or them as much if things don't go well on a weekend you know what i mean there you go so that would be that's what i would love to do for those things for retreats and and you know worship nights and stuff like that but cool that's a whole other administrative yeah cog that you have to throw piece. in there so another piece but yeah sweet so there's easter part two yeah that was Duh. it part two part two Duh. 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 
So, yeah, we're out of time. All right. But uh, you can t- get in touch with us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can send an email to David at Worship Ministry Cat- Cat- Worship. <laughs> Strike that. David at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or, or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. There you go. That's how you get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, especially if you came from ministrymatters.com. We yeah. appreciate having you. Shout out. Um, if you haven't checked that out, go check it out, ministrymatters.com. Good worship tool for you. Um, but yeah, great having you. Hope to hear from you soon. Take All care. Right. Bye. Bye.